Opa Gundam style. Opa Gung Gung Opa style. I'm Jar Jar Binks. Welcome to Wow, cool robot. A show about Gundam. A show about feelings. Ooh. A show about a lot happening all the time. A show about war crime. A show about war crime and how it affects the criminal. And how it affects the family. And how it affects the family. Mm. Um, so, good stuff. Yeah, it's certainly stuff. How'd you like these episodes? (laughs) I never ask that. Uh, I mean, here's the thing about the show. I always like the episodes. I always like finish the episodes and say, wow, this is such a good show. But that's not, like, a positive feeling most of the time. <laughs> yeah, it hurts so good to me. That's it hurts it so good. It feels very, like, wow, they captured this in a way I didn't expect. And mm-hmm. it hurts, and I like it. Yeah, it's just... So, same. Ugh. Oof, ow, owie. Um... Well, yeah, as usual, we watched three episodes of the show Mobile Suit Gundam, a.k.a. Gundam 0079. Um, that yes. came out in 1979, uh, 10 years before Taylor Swift was born. Um, Damn. True. So <laughs> I've had We Are Never Ever Getting Back Together stuck in my head ever since Sarah sent it to me last night. Thank you, Sarah, for sure. making an AMV. Yeah, peep the Twitter. Uh I've retweeted Sarah, a uh, friend of the show, Sarah McCostumes, friend of the Yu-Gi-Oh, um, who did an AMV. Uh, well, shall we get into it? Yes. Let's get into it with our first episode of this week. Uh, episode 13, Coming Home. Yeah, because uh, um, Amaro is coming home to his mom. Yeah, I, I, this episode starts, we see White Base, like, in the water on a beach. Um, beach I'm like, episode. oh, we're going to have a sick beach episode? And we do for, like, 30 seconds. And then we have another one later, so that's fun. True. But this um, one is painful, because it's only, God. like, through, it's only, like, yeah, like, 30 seconds of beach episode. And they're like, oh, where's Amuro? Oh, he's going to see his mom. And, yeah, they cut to him, flying his mom. Or where he thought his mom was in some town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he. Town. It, it, it's um, like while we're recording, I'm going to look up what town he's from to see if we can geolocate it on the real America. Mm-hmm. Or maybe it's Japan at this point because they did cross the Pacific Ocean. Anyway. Did they? Oh, so, yeah. So. Um, but yeah, um, it's just funny because um, Chithead Kai is calling Amaro elite because his mom is from Earth, even though he didn't. He spent right. his life in space. He he left Earth when he was a youngin. Yeah. Um, it's very... I mean, I know new types are in a different series, but it's interesting that he's from Earth and is still a new type. I think he was like the first one, basically, because yeah. he just piloted that dang robot so good. Piloted so good. Um, 
military. He goes to his house or goes to his mom's house and sees in the window there is some military quartered in there. Yeah, this is, oh my god, this sucks so much. He goes into his childhood home and he sees just a bunch of drunk soldiers trashing the place and partying like crazy. And they're just shitheads to him and they're making fun of him for looking for his mom and it's just like so pointless. Like, I, I mean, it makes sense. Like, yes, I think the show captured shit, shitty shitheads really well, but it just feels like, wow, this is pointlessly cruel <laughs> yeah it's 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 do, do you get it yet um so he sees this like little pinocchio looking puppet on the mantle um and he picks it up and he gets this flashback to when he was a bab um he he and his dad are leaving for space his dad's like you know i want amuro to see all the cool stuff in space like do you want to come with us and she just decides to stay back for whatever reason. Like, she's afraid of space. And, like, I get that. I'm afraid of space. I don't want to go there. I'll never see Gravity, the movie, starring Sandra Bullock. I'm, um, he's like, I want to show Amaro, wow, cool robots. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. And his mom's not, like, in the house, I guess. Apparently, she's just gone. Um, they don't really, like, the soldiers don't specify anything. They just were like, yeah, it's abandoned house. Fuck you. So Amuro leaves with the Pinocchio. Yeah, he he he, he thinks that she's dead. Yes, he very much thinks he's dead. She's because, dead because you know he goes to he goes to her house. He can't find her. Um, but but he he he's running around. Um, he then like sees a soldier stealing an apple from this lady who's like a like a like a street vendor or whatever. Um, do you get it yet? The soldier's like stealing the apple and and he's refusing to pay and he's like, alright, and he's like just tosses a coin. He like, here's your payment, and he like tosses a coin into the road. And then oh my boy Amro Ray, direct action, just is like starts beating the shit out of the soldier. Yeah, he's like, No, make the soldier uh pick it up. Do not pick that coin up, madam. And then yeah, he beats the shit out of the soldier, and it's good to see, except he gets beat up actually more probably back because there's more soldiers than there are Amros, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and these are all Federation soldiers. Like, just being clear. Yeah, th- this is this this is not Zeon. This is like the quote unquote good guys. Do you get it? Do you get it yet? Um, but yeah, eventually the woman who's like okay i'll give you your money back please stop beating up this child who is Mm -hmm. like a soldier because he is a soldier but is also a child um so they do like they leave um amuro finds out this this woman is um the mother of a childhood friend yeah she she like recognizes him um it's like I don't know. There's this very, very weird feeling sort of hanging in the air this whole time because, like, Amuro goes back to his childhood home, but, like, you don't really feel like he has that much of a connection to it. Because, like, literally only this one lady recognizes him. So yeah. it's just, like, I don't know. It's probably trying to say something, but it's just, it's just very weird the whole time. It has a very odd atmosphere, and in some senses, it mostly feels like he's definitely just going back to see his mom, which makes right. sense. Um, but yeah, the two of them end up talking on like a porch, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, Amaro's 
childhood friend is dead and <laughs> cool her dad slash this woman's husband is dead so cool good stuff um and Great. i guess and the woman's like yeah the soldiers who survived um in this town were abandoned by hq but i and it just felt like she was trying to give an excuse for their shitty behavior and i'm like no i don't care you can be shitty. You can be a good person and still be sad you were abandoned. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's it's. Uh, I don't know. The, it, the show. I I like that. There's a lot to unpack with the show. It's just hard to do it sometimes because a lot of it's just like, oh my god, this is just like really really heavy material. I I think I've sort of narrowed in on what makes this seem so weird is like seeing Amro return to this like almost idyllic sort of hometown setting after like space war. Yeah. Like, it's this very strange tonal shift. And I know that, like, the show is, like, lighthearted in a lot of times. So it's not, like, the first time it's, like, there's a sort of weird downtime. It's just very weird seeing, like, you know, a normal town, I guess. It's also weird to me, at least. Like, I don't know. Because it's a normal town and it looks normal. But then they're like, oh, all these people are gone. Um, right. Well, some it's like of a, the people here are just soldiers. They're not. Um, they don't live here. They, they don't stay live here. here. They're like. They don't even go to here. <laughs> yeah. They, they they go to they go to a different school. They go to military school. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and I'll, also one one more um, capital T thing I noticed about all this is that like when we've gotten to see. Xeon pilots outside of their setting, which is inside a Zaku or a fighter ship or whatever, they're nice and empathetic towards the refugees and all that. Yes. And then when and then when we get to see like the average Federation soldier, they're a drunk asshole partying in the so, some random home they don't even care about. Or they steal apples and do rant like I yeah, like Do you get it? <laughs> uh the only like Federation people that I'm like Alright, with at the moment our white base and then like maybe Matilda's mm -hmm. like Yeah, I'm I'm still I'm still TBA on her. That's why I made that noise and I was like, maybe <laughs> maybe her crew. Who knows? Yeah. I'm a little yeah. worried just because of how they set it up later. But yeah, I, I do not trust like that. I do not trust like that, especially in this show. Let me tell you. Right. Um, Any kind of heart feelings just ends up with you fucking being obliterated by your boyfriend. Yeah. But after <laughs> they're after, <laughs> after they're chatting, um, the lady mentions that there's like a refugee camp by the church and his mom's probably over there working. And he yeah. was like, "What? Why did you say that earlier?" And he just like hauls ass away. Yeah, she's like volunteering there, and it's like confirmed. Um, so. Yeah, hashtag hashtag confirmed. Amr's mom is alive. Yeah, she's alive. She doesn't have the dead mom haircut either. So um. yeah, yeah, <laughs> she <laughs> she's Kamaria the alive mom. <laughs> um, but in 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 between Amuro leaving and going into uh, the refugee camp, we get this scene of a couple of Zeon fighters hovering around White Base. Um, I don't think they like noticed them originally. Like um, they're just they're just patrolling. 
Yeah, and I think White Base was afraid they were going to notice them soon. Yeah. So they That's like, definitely a, a common theme that we've had in a couple battles so far, too. It's just like, well, we got to kill them first before they can like give us away. Yeah, and I think part of it is just because it's like, it's only them. It's only White Base. So they just feel like, damn, we got to like do a lot of surprise attacks. Mm-hmm. There's like a bunch of them versus small us. Even though, right, yeah. I guess... The Federation and Xeon are kind of the other way around. Interesting, interesting. Hmm. The Xeon's smaller. Um, yeah, so Ryu pilots the core fighter and shoots him. Yeah, it, it's it's like he, he kills one of them. He like tags the other, but it's not destroyed, but he's leaking fuel. So it's like, uh, if he had done nothing, then there wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah, that's... How I feel. I was like, he could they could have just stayed hidden. I don't know. Mm-hmm. That's my opinion. That's my onion. Yeah, just yeah, just your onion. But um, so so we cut over to the refugee camp at the church area. Um, Amuro lands. People are there, like, yo, buddy, you gotta move that ship pronto because there's Zeon, like, we're right next to a Zeon base, so they're gonna be like checking out uh, that, 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 that. They're gonna be checking on us every so often, so if they see a Federation military ship here, they are not gonna be too happy. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the middle of all this, like, as he's about to, like, turn around and, like, move his ship, he, his mom calls out to him and, like, yeah. oh, damn, damn, dude. <laughs> Oof, ow, my heart. Oh, yeah. my heart. They do a, they hug. They do a hug. It's like a very long drawn out scene of them just like looking at each other and like calling each other's names. It's like, oh my god. I'm just ah! like, oh my god. I love to see it. Hmm. Uh, and but it's it's, it's hard cuz they later con- like they later like confirmed that Amro doesn't know if his dad is alive or not. So this could be right family it's funny um after the first episode was posted someone in hkip discord uh messaged me and said that like yeah they purposely don't tell you if tem his dad is like alive or dead or not they just like completely unknown so it's cool that they they just like stop caring about his character which is fine i mean i mean here's the thing it's like the 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 little characterization we get between amuro and his mom is enough for me like i don't need yeah. a third i don't need like i don't need his dad be in the picture because he has this whole other network of characters that he deals with yeah for sure like it would feel almost like t- i mean i know the show was made like a long time ago but it feels like even then it would have been a tired cliche for his dad to show up and just like sort of throw a wrench in the plans because of daddy issues true so true, i'm true. sort of okay with that not being part of the show yeah me too yeah. He's plenty of other issues. He doesn't need that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, his mom, I mean, she's kind of maybe a little bit. Slightly. Yeah, we're foreshadowing, you see. I'm so good at foreshadowing. I don't <laughs> just cry. Uh, anyway, so he does go hide the ship because he's reminded, like, hey, this needs to be done. Your ship is fucking white. It's like it's like white and red and blue and very very bright colors and it's easy to see. Seems like a poor choice, but I do like to see it. I mean, yeah. Look, here's the thing: if I'm given a choice between like a normal camouflage ship and just like a very bright garish primary colored ship, you know, I'm picking the pretty one. Yeah, dude, for sure. Same. 
maybe. But I'm also like not going to war. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's that. You know, that might be an important distinction to make. Maybe. Um, I hang guess. on, my cat is walking on my notes. So okay. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Let Gizmo pilot a mobile suit. Oh no! Oh, he would pilot the he would pilot the Hello Kitty model suit Gundam that um Sarah. Oh posted. my god, he would! Yes. <laughs> uh, oh, that's so good. Oh man. We 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 cut over. We see like the Zeon ships. Um, wait, nope, just kidding. Um, not yet. Zeon Zeon soldiers show up to patrol the camp. Um. Yeah, like, Amara was, like, first talking with his mom, and I was, like, laughing because I was like, oh, he's gonna take a little nappy nap, but actually mm-hmm. he was in bed because he's being camouflaged. It's a disguise. Yeah, they go into the little, like, refugee camp area um, inside the building, and they're like, yo, we heard tell of a Federation ship parked here. Would any of you fine individuals like to tell us a thing about it? I'll give you chocolate if you do. Yeah, he bribes his kid with chocolate. And the the kid, like, kicks him in the shins and runs off. It's great. This kid is so pissed. I mean, like, I get it. Chocolate's cool and all. Maybe, look, maybe if you gave me a Twix bar, I'd be a little more, uh, a little more compliant. If it's just a regular Hershey's chocolate, I don't know. You gotta try harder than that. I would take it, and then I'd be like, I don't know shit. Oh, (laughs) that's the real game. Yeah. Take the bribe, but don't give him the information. This isn't, like, an important social contract. This is wartime. All's fair. All's fair in chocolate and war. Exactly. But, so, oh, God. Morg, you want to take this scene? Yeah, um... (sighs) I was freaking out earlier, so, um, it's only fair, I guess. It's it's your Um, burden to bear. It's my burden to bear. So, um, yeah, Amaro is being hidden and at first they like try to uh the soldiers are like who's this kid and they're like oh it's my dad or it's my dad (laughs) wow i'm very fucking confused (laughs) oh i missed it it's me dad (laughs) i'm so sorry i'm ruining the scene um okay no it's it's my son like leave him alone but um and at first it was like it seemed like maybe it's gonna work but then uh he gets a pager he beep, gets beep, a beep, beep. phone call, and I'm like, "Hey, uh, don't, don't call people while they're being in disguise." It's like they didn't know because you know it's white base calling him saying, "Yo, Zeon patrols. They know where we are. You got to help us." Oh, pretty bad timing though. The soldiers are immediately suspect, and like his mom tries to hide him. A little more and be like, no, leave him alone. And then before anything else happens, um, <sighs> one of the soldiers gets shot uh, by Amaro because he shoots through the blanket. And it's, um, oh God. it's an incredible scene because everything's in slow motion. The it's so drawn out. Oh, my God. The background is this like, like fucked up, like. Um, it's like an it's like an earthbound battle background. Yes, it is. It's an earth. It's like an earthbound battle background, and it kind of gives a similar like anxiety that those do. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it feels very much like yes, this is this is Amro seeing the background like this fucked up way, and just like all this happening in slow motion because he 
shot this guy like face to face. No Gundam, no nothing. Um, like Amuro, like look, Amuro's killed people before, like you know, in in the Zaku's and stuff. But this is the first time Amuro has killed a person, you know. Yeah, like face to face, first time he's like seen the person he's killed. I think he, yeah, I think. Um, and yeah, well, this guy falls over and, uh, he's like trying to aim at the other soldier that's there, but like that soldier gets away. He like runs away and Amuro just keeps fucking unloading while they're like, like he's driving away. He's just like unloads all the bullets out there until it like starts clicking, like with no bullets left and, I was losing my mind, and, um... He's just going ham! He, like, became bloodthirsty for a second, or something, like, he... (sighs) It's just, Amuro went sicko mode. Yeah, Amuro went sicko mode again, but in a different way, and it hurts to see it still. And he's traumatized and i am too no um (laughs) of course sees all this happening and is just like how can you do that this is not my boy and um the other soldier i guess like he was he's gonna live and like all the refugees like call a, a doctor for him um yeah like he's he's gonna live but again amuro did like try to kill and murder and and destroy the man amuro very clearly was like trying to kill him he had set yeah he did he set phasers to kill um yeah (sighs) and his mom like pulls him aside while this commotion over this like dying man is happening (laughs) what what the fuck i did not raise you to be like this yeah, she's just like, how can you aim a gun at someone like that? They could have children. You've gotten so cruel. Like, she just lays into him. Yeah. And um, it's, it's 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 tough love. It's what he needs to hear. It's also what the show needs to have. But like, at the same time, like, she's being a mother to him. Yeah, and then we sure. get like the most raw line in the entire show so far, where Amra's like, "I guess you don't love me anymore." Yeah, he like asks her, "Do you love me?" And she's like, "Of course I do. I'm your mom." And then he's like, "You're a liar." He literally oh calls his mom a liar about loving him, and oh, it's just it's, like fucking- it is so brutal. <gasps> this show is. Everyone needs to watch this show. Uh, uh, he's 15 years old. <laughs> God. This boy is 15 and he is changed. He is a changed yeah. man. He, uh, he's like, this is because you were raised by a man. What? <laughs> yeah, that was an interesting moment. What? Uh, yeah, she like self-reflect like, oh man, it was because he was li- raised by a man. You disgraceful child. <sighs> he ended up like taking the call right from um like, yeah base. yeah and he wasn't i was this is a note i wrote like he wasn't even like mad at them at that point for calling him he's just mm-hmm. like time to go he was like whatever i gotta do my thing and he does his thing <sighs> he yeah goes he flies over so he's like 
all right, I'm going to go destroy the Xeon base that's, like, right over here, because that's where they came from. Um, and, like, as he's flying, he notices the Gun Parry, which is the name of the funny, like, box transport ship thing that they yeah. flew in the refugee episode earlier. The, the other refugee episode. Um, it's carrying the Gundam, and, like, we get a new uh, capital letters Gundam technique in this. It rules! <laughs> it's cool! It's the midair transfer. Yeah, Which is just, like... So the core fighter will fold up to become the cockpit of the Gundam. We know this, but the Gundam is like deployed in the B parts and the A parts, aka the pants and the shirt. Um, it's Gamera was given it's his so pants funny. and shirt. Uh, he's finally he dressed. needs to get dressed. Yeah, <laughs> he's finally dressed, and um, it's very like it definitely seems like this is the technique people use for like other robots and other shows like folding together and like you know making a bigger one like um mm -hmm. like a like a, a zord kind of yeah like thing but like yeah it all happens in midair they like almost mess up with like the thanks to kai um <laughs> yeah with the shirt they almost mess up with the shirt it's a little far away he's like fuck kai and then he gets Asshole. it though and um, he gets it it's good. Yeah. While this is happening, we see Amro's mom crying because he's a killer now. Oh, boy. Ouch. He's a killer. She's um, crying. He's <laughs> taking down the base. He's going kind of, like, wild on the base. Yeah. It's, it's the, the consequence of, like, the, the messed up uh, midair transfer is that, like, he gets shot in the peen a little bit as he's, like, getting put together. And then he lands and he's fine. Yeah. But he does get shot in the robot crotch. It's kind of funny. It is kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, he destroys the base. Um, Bright is mad at him, but he like also understands. He's like, because like Mirai's like, this is his hometown. And like, we don't really see anything after that. But I definitely understood that to be like Bright being like, oh, I get it now. Yeah, I, yeah, I was like, Bright's pissed. But um, so then there's like a last like scene before, um, you know, before they leave, where uh, Amro is talking to his mom, kind of saying bye to her. Um, there's... Uh, Bright's there, too, and... Um, or, like, he walks up to them, I think, and mm -hmm. it's just like... Um, your son is doing a good job. He's kicking ass, taking names... And, um, but Amuro was like very surprised, like, what? What? <laughs> Wait! <laughs> yeah, I thought you were mad at me. I thought you were mad at me. He's probably a little mad at him, but. But, yeah, that's like basically it. He has to continue. He has to say goodbye to his mom. Because he's like, he like salutes her as he leaves. It's like, oh, he's a military boy now. I yeah, I sent a note to you. I was like, he can never go back to civilian life. Because there was like. You know, if he had wanted to, like, he, Bray actually extended it, was like, hey, you know, we're going to leave. And it mm -hmm. felt very like, we're going to leave. You're coming, right? Like, are you coming? Are you staying here? Kind of thing. But he's he's coming. Yeah. He He's a changed dude. He's not a civilian anymore. He, like, cannot handle just being, like, sitting there, you know? Right. Yeah. 
And like the last episode, the last shot of the episode is his mom like on her hands and knees in tears. Yeah, it sucks. I was mm. like, ooh. ooh. I'll tell you what, though. I'm glad we didn't record this episode on Mother's Day. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. That's that would be a lot. Uh, that would be too much. Anyway, good episode. Good show. Good show. Uh, good show. I'm in pain. Uh, <laughs> so the next episode, episode 14, time, comma, Bista. Yeah. <laughs> the first shot of this episode is a stage magician going ham on a Xeon camp. Yeah, I was like, is this the same show? <laughs> it's very funny. Uh, and they're, the, all the Xeon people are like, fuck you, you suck. <laughs> um, and then I do love to see the Xeon people all just like chatting. They're all just talking. They're normal people. They're just normal people. Um, you know, making plans. You know, some of them war plans. Yeah, they're scheming on ways to capture the Gundam so they can get to go home early. Because if they get capture the Gundam or destroy the Gundam, they, they, they're done with the war. They can leave and go home. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. understandable, even if it's like, no, we can't destroy the Gundam. The show will not continue. Right. <laughs> Hello? But eh, it's... Huh? Yeah, it's just... Oh, it's... White base is camouflaged, and I just think it's funny because I'm like, it's still bright white and it has like, yeah. moss on it. Yeah, like <laughs> we, we see it camouflaged at the beginning of the previous episode, but here yes. it's like it's like shoved in a forest. It's just like, really silly looking. I guess if you're looking at it from above, all you see is green, so it makes sense. Yeah, it does. Um, it's just very funny yeah. because we don't see it from above. We see it from yeah, the right. And um, uh, they're getting supplies. Yeah, Lieutenant Matilda is here, a uh, resident back. crush of Amaro. She's back, everyone. Um, she is talking to Bright. Uh, she's like, um, they intend to send you a superior officer. You know, like, we're still trying to send you help. We're not abandoning you, but we're still treating you as a guinea pig. Yeah, we gotta, like, fight this European front. Um, but hey, you're doing a great job collecting data for us in the meantime. Yeah, they're like, oh, amateur. <laughs> they're like, amateurs are good at giving us new techniques. <laughs> like, well, yeah. okay. So, yeah, I guess so. They're very creative. Yeah, right. Um, they do call him Ensign Bright. Ensign. Yeah, I don't Ensign. know if that's a promotion or a demotion. I believe um, it's a I don't know. I don't know, actually. I, it, it makes sense either way. Because she mentions that, oh yeah, well, like we could have just had you all executed for stealing white base in the Gundam. So we're going to let you live, but you got to keep doing stuff for us. Yeah, so I wasn't sure, yeah, if it was like a promotion, like, good job, you didn't die, so you're an ensign now, or ensign. I always say it wrong. I, I watched Star Trek, I still say it wrong, fuck. <laughs> um, uh, or if it was like a yeah, promotion, because they survived, or a demotion, because this is better than being executed for taking over yeah. a white base and taking the Gundam without saying anything. I guess mm -hmm. if it wasn't for Revel, uh, the whole crew would be executed, so. Yeah. Good um, stuff. 
Yeah, and after this, Amuro sort of shows up, um, and they both are like, go back to bed, young man. It is past your bedtime. He just leaves immediately. He's like, definitely just trying to scope out Matilda there. Yeah, Yeah, and as he's like walking back in through White Base, uh, Frau is there, and she's all pouty and mad at him because she's girl. There can't be other girl. She's really jelly, and I'm like, she's so jelly. Please stop. I, yeah, I do not I do not need this plot thread. This show has been doing such a good job at like writing mature themes. And now it's just like, ooh, what if a boy liked two different girls and they were mad at each other about it? But I'm kind of interested because they've treated like other stuff very interestingly and well. True. In some ways. So I'm just wondering if they're like, hey, he's a teenager and he's doing this. And if it's like if maybe something's going to happen with her or something's mm-hmm. going to happen where it's like. No, you know, cut it right. out. Right, if, if, if ever there were a show to make this a bearable plot, it would be this show. Yeah, I am a little, like, about it, but I'm like, yeah, I get it. He's 15, again. So, he he is 15. Um, but in the morning, um, there uh, the Federation is leaving. Amuro, like, rushes to the bridge to watch um, Matilda leave. He hasn't even eaten breakfast yet, and Frau is still just like, come on, dude. I'm right here. Yeah, he's just, like, blushing as she's leaving. It's very... Funny. It's just it's uh it's very weird. Um but yeah, as as Matilda's like flying away, um her ship spots a Xeon fighter. Um and the Xeon fighter notices that like Matilda's ship has no supplies, so they must have resupplied something nearby, so the white base must need be nearby. Mm-hmm. And then the Xeon base mobilizes and the fight begins. Yeah, because actually it's funny because they're like, you don't have to fight to protect the Mm-hmm. Did you notice this? And um, I did. I very much did. Like you don't have to protect. What is it called? The Medea? Or oh, something? the Medea. Yeah, and the Tyler Perry's Medea. <laughs> no. And so, Amro was doing it like kind of to show off, maybe a little bit. Oh yeah, he is absolutely. He's like, yeah, I'm going to deploy. I've no. I've never had a problem deploying, Bright. You know this. He just wants to show off to Matilda. Yeah, he wants to show off. He wants to protect Matilda, and because he can, you know. Um, but I like. I wonder what they would have done without him. Like, would they have just like escaped? with damage or would they have blown up like i don't know i mean they did they did get tagged pretty badly but um like like matilda mentions that amro's like gonna hold them off for them so they probably would have been okay because like you know they had no supply so they could get shot through the hull and they'd be okay yeah um true. but yeah amro mobilizes um so yeah he like lands in the woods and he's like already starting to fall into zeon's trap yeah. because there there are zaku's around the woods that are like sort of like Dashing through the trees to, like, throw him off. Isn't there, and in like, the meantime- one Zaku? Isn't there only one? Yeah, I guess there's just one. Yeah, so, because they're just, like, they don't, they, this, this group could only, like, have one, I guess. Because they're probably very expensive to make. But, um, while this one's happening, all the other people that we saw talking earlier in camp are, like, Getting on these little, they call them machine guns. They're they're Star Wars hover bikes. They're hover bikes. They're just bikes. like a speeder bike, and they sound like mosquitoes. A little bit, yeah. And uh, they're just for f- buzzing around, and they don't have any protection. And this is something mm-hmm. Amro clearly realizes after he yeah. shoots one of them, and he's like. 
wow, they have no protection. Wow, why am I shaking? Wow, why can't I aim at these people anymore? And I'm like, hmm, maybe because you shot someone in the episode before this? Hmm? Maybe hmm, because you maybe. don't like to see the people? Probably not. Humans? It's probably fine. But anyway, he does keep shooting them. Yeah, he he's like being lured away by them. And like as he runs over a ridge, we see a bunch of other ones that are like sort of hidden that are now behind the Gundam. And they start like buzzing him like flies and they're planting bombs all over Gundam. Uh-oh. Yep, they plant these pink square bombs. Uh, they don't realize they're bombs immediately. But eventually they do when one of them gets shot and blows up his shield. Yeah. And he's like, fuck, I have these everywhere. And the whole plan is to, like, blow up these, like... Because the Gundam was, like, they say hastily put together, right? So it'll fall apart easy. Yeah. But also it'll just probably kill Amaro. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's what I was thinking. I was like, it'll probably just blow him up anyway. But they did make a point of being, like, it was hastily put together in the beginning. But... Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, um they explode in 30 minutes. Yeah, from this point basically like the whole rest of the episode is like Amuro trying to defuse the ship or uh, defuse Gundam. Um it's pretty tense though cuz like all the Zeon soldiers are just sort of like goofing off in the background with like binoculars watching them try and defuse it with like a clock going on. Um Yeah, they're just fucking around watching. I was like they're just oh. guys being dudes. I was like, oh, dudes rock. But. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amuro is like, all right, whatever. Like, I'm going to be the one to defuse it because no one else is. Uh, and Frau is like freaking the hell out about this. Like, she, she is like, you are all cowards and hypocrites for not helping him. She hates it. But it's because, I mean, they don't want more people to blow up than they need. You know, like, they're just trying to mm-hmm. minimize casualties in case. This does go wrong. Because, uh, you know, at first Bright's like, I'm going to do it. And then Amaro's like, no, it's my Gundam. I got to do it. I, I have to take responsibility. And so he does. Uh, and it's very tense because he has to, like, very carefully remove these bombs, like, from all these places on Gundam. And right. it's... <sighs> pretty intense yeah i don't know what else to say about it other than like you should watch it and see yeah, how it goes it. because i feel like you know explaining the, the how long it takes and stuff is harder than just like showing it right yeah you just you just get a very good sense of suspense from the show um and then when there's like a couple of minutes left maybe they're all like okay we gotta help this kid because he's about to die um yeah because there's one like underneath a robot and he's like trying to dig it out it's 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 like it's like on its like elbow and like yeah he's he's literally digging like a dog trying to like get under a fence trying to get to it yeah and and they all like haul ass out of white base they're driving like it looks like airport luggage cars (laughs) um but 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 they yeah they all drive out on them they like get the bombs in them and like Kai Hayato uh, Ryu and Amuro like just like haul ass a kilometer away to like chuck these bombs and like you know immediately as soon as they turn around it blows up and like we get one of the sickest explosions I've ever seen 
Yes, it's so cool. It is animated so well. It's like all swirly and oh. And then it becomes like a mushroom and it's, mm-hmm. yeah, it's See, it's good. It's it's okay to think this explosion is cool because no one got hurt during it. No one died. It's fine. It's just a little, just you know, just tense. A little bit of hurt. They're fine. Um, yeah, it did blow the car a, away a little because you know it caught like the tail end of it, but like they're fine. You know. And, um, yeah, the Xeon dudes are like, ah, shit. But then they're, like, laughing about it. They're like, ha yeah. they did it. Good job. You know, they're kind of, like, impressed. As as the episode goes on, the Xeon guys are, like, it, they're starting to be like, wow, is he, like, actually going to die doing this? Um, and one of them says, I guess we're not the only ones risking our lives. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. I just, God, I live, I live for this. I live for seeing these soldiers act like normal people and like have normal responses to these sort of things. Yeah, and they're just kind of like, damn, that dude's brave, but also a fool. What a dumbass. Yeah. But also, wow, I want to see him. And so they do yeah. go see him. <laughs> they no, no, no. These are, these are different guys. Oh, no. Yeah. Okay. Fine. No, whatever. They were different. They were different. Yeah. No, because they didn't have like a, yeah. No, a- after, um, after like Zeon goes, all right, we'll get him next time. Um, as we're just all hanging out, Amra's having his like you know his daily Capri Sun on the side of the Gundam, and he's like, "Frau, I need more Capri Sun, please. Pacific cooler, please." Um, <laughs> Bri- Bri- Bride is like, "There's a station wagon on the horizon," and it's just a bunch of dudes, just a bunch of guys being dudes saying, "Keep up the good work, soldiers!" Ha ha. They're yeah. just like a bunch of bros. Dudes rock. Yeah, they're just bros. You know, just doing normal bro stuff. Just cheer, che- cheering on the military. Nothing nothing else sus about this. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and like the, the last thing is they're saying like, oh, I guess like these guys are just carefree. Living on Earth must be nice. Yeah, that's not the last thing, Max. Is it not? Did I miss something? Yeah, a little bit. What did I miss? Bright, Bright recognizes them. Does he? Yeah. Did I really? Did, I genuinely thought these were just random guys. Yeah, bro, bro, bro. Oh, I thought you were doing a bit, dude. I literally thought you were doing No, a bit. I genuinely wasn't. No, okay. <laughs> That's so good. Oh my god, they really were the Xeon soldiers. Yeah, they sure fucking were. Where did they get the car then? Yeah, dude. This is, I, <laughs> I literally thought you were backing me. Wow. Oh my god. Oh my god, I'm as dumb as everyone else on the ship except for Bright. <laughs> Bright's, Bright's like, well, Bright and Mira, Mirai uh, are like, hey, those are those guys, aren't they? Those are the guys that put them on the. Yeah, it's very funny. I was disarmed by their bro facade. Yeah, yeah. They did a good job. They're just young dudes. Egg on face. I, no, it's very good. I'm very glad that you did because it meant I could just be like, hey, dude. Where did they get the car? I have no idea. I just figured it was in the base somewhere. Probably. Oh, that's funny. That's <laughs> this is so a good funny. show. I love this show. <laughs> <laughs> I was oh, like, dude, man. it wasn't just random guys, I promise. <laughs> I mean, like, it would have worked if they were just random guys still, because they would have been yeah. like, oh, people on Earth don't really get what's going on. Yeah. Huh. yeah. Wow, this is, a, this is a good TV show. Yes, yes, yes. Uh... You want to tackle this last one? Yeah. Um, so Kukuru's Doan's Island. I kept 
not sure, not being sure how to pronounce his name. <laughs> yeah, it'd be Dolan, but I don't know Cougaroos. I mean, they call Cougar. Him that, yeah, yeah, it's just Dolan. I guess this is his full name for the episode title. Um, he's my new dad. He's my new just, dad. Just, just out the gate. It's true. He's everyone's dad. Uh, welcome to Donecast. Um, <laughs> the Donecast. Everyone loves Don. Oh god, we do. Um, yeah, this, this episode starts out. The teens are practicing their midair Gundam docking again. Did you notice um, the opening's different again? Like not the music opening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They uh, they they change it every one every so often. Yeah, it seems it's just cool. I just wanted to mention it. But yeah, they're training to do the midair stuff. Yeah, um, they get an SOS from point three oh five. So Amara has to fly out, but as he does, we get some of the most sublime animation I've ever seen. So. Okay, so basically Amuro is like in, he's in Gundam right now, but he has to fly out in Core Fighter in order to get to the point three oh five. So, and and Ryu even comments on this thing, like, I hate when he does this. And he puts the Gundam into the you have to water me pose and splits it apart and flies out. Oh, you're talking about his pose. And how Ryu hates it. Oh my god, it is so He, he gets on his hands and knees in Gundam and no. he says, you have to water me, Ryu, oh, and he flies no. out in Core Fighter. Oh no, it is the... Oh no. He's a thirsty little robot. Oh no, that makes it so much worse. I just thought it was like... Oh, I thought it was funny too. Like, I thought it was weird too to just see like, oh, you know, his stomach's gone. Ha ha. That, that's so much worse. He's a thirsty little robot. You must water him. Please water him. But yeah, this is a good TV show. So he <laughs> tossed off his pants and shirt and flew away in the court fighter. <laughs> and he's going to that point on the map, and it's an island. He's like, "Oh, cool. Okay, cool, cool." And he spots a ship that's um, like a Federation ship on the beach, and he goes to it, lands to it, and some. Dudes are tied up. Yeah, it's like a normal, regular, like, military fighter jet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the pilots are, like, tied to their seats, and it's, like, like half-blown apart. Um, and, like, he pulls them out, and one of them just dies in front of him, and he's like, oh, one's dead. He's, like, completely unfazed by this. Yup. I don't like this. I don't like, I don't like what Amuro's becoming. Yeah, I did not really register that he had died in front of him, but yes, you're right. Yeah, he, like, goes limp, and Amuro's like, damn, I lost one. So he tries to save the other one, and he kind of kind of works, maybe. Yeah, like, as he's doing that, like, some rocks start getting thrown at him from, like, beyond the beach that he lands on. Yeah, um, just, like, random rocks, and he pulls out his gun to go chase down who's ever thrown rocks at him. <laughs> Amuro, stop pulling your gun out, please. And I hate to see that gun now, because I am scarred. From I know what this gun has done. Episode 13. Uh, and yeah, he runs after whatever's throwing the rocks, and soon he gets like fiery sticks thrown at him, like 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 torches. And he's like, what the fuck? And he like yeah. looks over a wall. A wall? I don't know if it's like a wall or rocks or whatever, but and he sees three kids. Yeah. They're they're just babies. 
It's like a different Babby trio. And they're they're like, fuck you, fuck you, get off our island. Get out of here. Shithead Federation, stop it. And yeah. he's like, what, what? Why are you doing this to me? Right. Please stop. And then, and, and then out from behind, like a cliff on the beach, a, an entire ass Zaku walks out. Yep, a Zaku's there. <laughs> I was like, oh no! Uh oh! Uh, I only have Core Fighter. Uh, so, and the babies cheer on the Zaku. Yeah. They're just very excited to see the Zaku for some reason. And they like, the Zaku like picks up the kids on its hand. Yeah, and the hand is cute. It's very I cute. I like it. And, um, they just like ride on his shoulders, and yeah, soon, soon he's like, "I sleep," but then he sees Core Fighter, and he's like, "Real shit." Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Your Federation." He's like, "All right, I don't want to fight you. Just give me your weapons, like, and we don't have to get hurt." And Amaru, of course, is like, "Hell no! You're Izaku. I'm Federation. We're gonna fight." Time to fight, and he does, even though it's, he's in the little Core Fighter. And he's trying to, like, blow up the, like, uh, weak points of the Zaku. Yeah. The Zaku's super fast. He's just running around. He's, like, firing missiles at it. Um, He fires a missile at the Zaku. And the Zaku, like, pinpoint chucks a rock back at the missile. And, like, it explodes right in front of Amuro. Yeah. And just, like, makes him, like, his core fighter gets downed and falls into the ocean. Yep, and then Amuro's dead. No. Amuro dies. End of the show. That's it. <laughs> the show. No, uh, he wakes up in a bed. Yeah, he wakes up. He's like in a weird little um, shack. He meets this green-haired Fire Emblem-looking lady named Roland. Um, she does look like she's from Fire Emblem. No, yeah, look, I'm, I'm just very wary of people with like bright green hair in any like game or anime nexus. Like, they're probably a dragon. She does have the brightest like hair and eyes in the fucking show, like so far, too. So that's an interesting thing to see. It, it, it's it's like blue zero, red zero, two fifty five green. Um, but she's like, yeah, yeah. What's up? Welcome to the island, homeboy. <laughs> Come hang a while. Um, you want to go find Don? He's over there. Yep, and she she's she's just nice and chill. He's like, yeah, I want to find Doan. He took my fucking core fighter. Dude, where's my robot? Dude, where's my car? And he asks him where his car is. And he's like, no, I'm not going to tell you. Yeah, Doan's pretty cool looking. He's like this like big, beefy, gruff looking man. He's pretty hunky. He's a hunky man. Oh, before the Doan thing, I wanted to say... I just wanted to do an animation thing because they 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 yeah. drew the animation in the water of like Amaro talking to the green haired, and it just looked very good. I just want to make note of that because <laughs> I love talking about the animation in this show. Anyways, it's good. Um, <sighs> yeah, he he's talking with Doan. Amaro is like, "You're lying to these kids. You're telling them bullshit, and that's why they like you." Yeah, Amr is, like, very set on this that, like, specifically Doan is lying to the kids to keep him here and to keep him liking him. Yeah. Um, Manipulating but he just fucking cruel as hell. Yeah, but he just, like, tells Amr, he's like, yeah, Zeon wants me dead. Like, I can't let you leave. Um, and Amr is like, all right. Yeah, he's like, fuck you. I'm going to go find my shit myself. See ya. And he just storms off. He's all angry in this one. 
Yeah, and he keeps looking, and there's just, like, a lot of scenes of him, like, climbing up hills, going in the water, seeing if it was left. He, he, like, spends all day trying to find it. And they're like, damn, you're determined. Yeah. But he doesn't, obviously. Um, Even though I knew immediately where it was. Yeah, it's, it's like, there's a very conspicuous waterfall on the island. Yes. And if you ever played a video game, you know that every waterfall has stuff behind it. Yeah, for sure. Um, but, like, Roland shows up on, like, the, the cliffside with him. They, like, watch the sunset. Roland's like, have you ever chilled out once in your life and just, like, watch the sunset? No. Um, Amber was like, no, no I haven't. Clearly not. not. I am bad. But yeah, she says, she says Doen's not a bad guy. He's just, like, trying to protect the kids. And Amuro, again, he's like, no, he's good at deceiving children. And then, yeah, uh, she's like, okay, ask him yourself. He'll tell you what he did. He'll tell you everything that's happening. Just talk to him. And I was like, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I won't. No. Nope. Um, but, and like, you know, we just like see a really short scene of white base. Can't find Amuro. They're looking all over for him. Um, and now it's nighttime and now it's bedtime and now we sleep. Everyone's um, sleeping, but... except no one's not sleeping very well. Oh, God. Uh, looks like he's having a nightmare, maybe um, a flashback in his dreams. Uh, he is in a Zaku, standing over some kids, the those kids. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a dead adult on the ground near the kids. Oh, is a dead adult, and it's like a burning battlefield, and it's just and everything's happening, hmm. and he's sweating in his sleep, and wakes up in a cold sweat, and he's like, "Fuck!" What could this mean? <sighs> what could this mean? Um. So he he's like, I can't sleep, and he goes to look at his little radar that he has. To see if anyone's approaching, if any bad, if anyone's trying yeah. to hurt their little island. Mm-hmm. And um, Roland, Roland, not Roland. Roland. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> Roland is someone else. Uh, is like talking to him about it. You good, bro? They're like, are you good? Do you need? You need? You know, what are we doing? What are we gonna do about this kid? Yeah. And um, they aren't sure. They have nope. to figure out to get him on their side, kind of. Mm-hmm. But meanwhile, um, White Base uh, clocks a craft flying towards point three oh five, And they're like, well, that's where Amuro last was. So we're going to follow them and see what's up. Um, it's a Zaku. It's hanging on to one of those fighters, just like hanging with his arms. And it starts attacking everyone. Um, Amuro, like, picks up one of the kids in his arms and, like, they all run back to Doan. Yeah, um, they're just attacking them, like, out in the open, and it sucks, but... Um, yeah, the the kids are fine, though. Uh, they're taken to Dolan. Dolan. I'm just having so Dolan. many... Oh, so Roland, much. Doland. Um, but yeah, he's like, alright, we're, we're, <laughs> we gotta hide. They go to the waterfall, um, and then out pops the core fighter and Zoan Saku. Yep. And they fight this, uh, the the enemy Zaku and um, White Base. Well, Core Fighter like uh, Ryu and Core Fight in a Core Fighter, I guess, because there's multiple. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, like going to, is, is like 
wow, hey, Amaro, nice to see you. You're not dead. What's up, buddy? I've been Glad looking for you all night. I couldn't sleep. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. This is canonical. Uh, he, Amaro tells him, like, hey, uh, that one Zaku, he's on our side. I'll yeah. explain later. Don't worry about it. Just don't shoot him. I promise. Right. Amuro, like, shoots down the enemy fighter that was carrying the Zaku. Um, And he's, like, getting ready to fight the other Zaku. And Doan's like, I'm going to show you some mobile suit martial arts. And I'm like, you're going to what? Yeah. (laughs) Because Amuro's like, you don't have fucking weapons. Oh, it's also, uh, he's in Gundam now, also. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's important. Because um, he has weapons, but, and he's like, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, but while Doan's fighting this other Zaku, we get his backstory as he's, like, tearfully telling Amuro. So, yeah, he's the one who killed the kid's parents with one stray bullet. Um, and, like, this is basically his atonement. Like, saving the kids, keeping them safe, keeping them away from Zeon. Um, yeah. And he punches the Zaku into the ocean. It's uh, pretty sick. It fucking rules. It's rad as hell. I love it. Um, it's a good show. Yeah, and didn't his like Zaku get a little damaged or something? I mean, that's... yeah, it got like one of the tubes on his face torn, and like part of its shoulder armor got blasted, but it's basically okay. Yeah, so he won without a weapon. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they're all like talking afterwards, and Amara's like, "It's like your scent of battle is what attracts Zeon to you." My what? Um, <laughs> yeah. Bro, you stink. You've been living on this island for who knows how long. So, uh, Amaro takes <laughs> Zaku and chucks it into the ocean. He just yeets it out there. He picks up the Zaku, says, this bitch empty. Yeet. <laughs> and all the kids are, like, pissed. They're like, what the fuck? Like, after they had started liking him for, you know, like, saving them, Saving their lives and all that, yeah. They're like, you fucking asshole. But but Doan realizes that this is a good thing, and he's like, no, it's okay, like, this is good. Because he's basically, like, free from it now. He's, like, you know, atoned for his past and all that. He's free from Xeon. They're not, probably not going to come after him since he doesn't have, like, you know, military hardware just hanging out there that they can presumably track. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I was like, oh, they'll just track it into the ocean now, I guess. Yeah. So, that's good episode. It. Good episode. Good episode, good show. I oh, I love Doan so much. He's just a good guy. He's like, I mean, he did you know accidentally kill his kids' parents, but then he's immediately like, uh oh, I'm gonna like atone for this. He probably so, did other war crimes to be fair. Yeah, I mean, look, who, who in this show? Who yeah, let the person it. who hasn't committed a war crime throw the first stone. It's true. It's true. Lots of crimes in this show. Um, lots of war, lots of crimes, and I love it. I mean, I don't love war or crimes necessarily. Some crimes are good. I meant to say I love the show. I am having trouble yeah. with words today. Yeah, oh, who among us? Um, but yeah, so I don't really have that much um, of a segment planned after this because I like just finished cooking and came here. Although I do have a little, I have a little bit of just like random stupid trivia that you'll be like, what the hell? Go for it. Um, let's see. So I just like I looked up a little bit on um, Amaru's mom, Kamaria Ray. Um, and there's not you know there's not really a whole lot about it just because it's like she's his mom, and she stayed on Earth, 
and she's like terrified of what he is now. And that's basically it, like all for her character. Mm. Um, but I do have some absolutely batshit trivia about her. Oh, <laughs> um, because and 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 th- th- this is stuff about the novelization, um, sure. Mobile Suit Gundam: The Origin, sure. um, which is like something that maybe I'll cover at some point. But it's like a manga, so that'd be a little harder to cover than like a TV show. But people do people do podcasts about reading anything. So anyway, so reading this straight off the wiki, <laughs> though it is not mentioned in the stories in the movies, the novelization suggests that Kamaria might have been having an affair behind Tem's back, and that's why she stayed on Earth. <gasps> right? Like what? Hello? Oh my god! <laughs> like i'm not like i'm not trying to equate these two things but like you're definitely telling your son he's like changed and been doing bad things but you also probably cheated on your husband so you're one to talk you're doing some bad stuff different bad stuff it's hard to you know compare on bad stuff but still still bad are you hmm um and then this is just yeah and this other one is just like a a little fun fact so like you know they're in japan now i believe so it's like because you know amaro is a japanese name but this other one kamari his first name is not japanese you know kamaria and also in mobile suit gundam the origin the white base lands on the pacific coast between washington and california and amaro finds his home there because of this it is likely that kamara yeah that kamaria is not japanese but american this would give amaro a mixed heritage in other versions of the story amaro's town is somewhere in british columbia Oh, so he could be Canadian or... American? He could be Canadian-Japanese or American-Japanese. That makes sense, because his hair is lighter. I feel like, I mean... I mean, a hair in anime is not really, like, yeah, a useful anime indicator of is kind of weird, but... Unless they're blonde. Yeah. If they're blonde, they're foreigners. But, right. Um, yeah. Um... And then I do have one other little thing um, that I am shamelessly stealing from another co-host of mine. Um, I have a Beyond Toon World segment. Oh, hell yes! You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond Toon World! Um, Are you gonna like put that in there? <laughs> I th- I mean I have the I made the audio file oh, for shit. it, so I have it on my computer. I'll ask for Dan's blessing before I do so. That's fine. Um, but today I'm gonna talk about Toru Furia, who is the voice actor for Amuro Ray. Um, oh, yeah. Wow, he was born in 1953. Oh my! God. That makes him 67 years old. Well, 66, because his birthday is not until July 31st. No. Um, but, like, he he was, an, he was a member of an acting troupe growing up. Um, and he's had a lot of, like, pretty major roles in anime. Um, a lot of older anime, but some pretty, pretty popular ones. Because we know that he voiced Amuro Ray in Gundam. Um, Probably in several Gundams. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you familiar with Saint Seiya? It's sort of. I'm. I've heard. It's like the dudes in like the big like turquoise armor. Or they have like they're all named after like different constellations. Yeah. Um, but he voiced Pegasus Seiya, who's the main character, I believe. Ooh. Um, he voiced Dragon. Yeah, in Dragon Ball, he voiced Yamcha. Oh. <laughs> um, 
like he voiced Yamcha in everything, like from Dragon Ball to Dragon Ball Super. So that's like forty years of Yamcha. I've only seen the dub of Dragon Ball anything. Oh, the sub is so good because some of the voices are just like, Mwah. um, and he voiced Tuxedo Mask in Sailor Moon. My work here is done. But you didn't do anything. <laughs> but he did a lot, and and he, and he was in a lot of other things. Um. The last, the last couple bits. Um, he voiced Sabo in One Piece. I don't know if like you're familiar with One Piece. Um, uh, a little. I don't remember Sabo though. Okay, he he's the dude with like the top hat with the goggles on and with the fire punches. Oh, who's blonde. yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, he's important. Um, and then just a small role because as we found out with Toon World and Pot of Greed, every single voice actor in the world has voiced a character in Pokemon, be it a character or a Pokemon. <laughs> um, I mean, usually more so the English voice actors, but. He voiced a character. He voiced Berg in Pokemon Best Wishes. Um, Berg being the bug type gym leader from Gen 5. Yeah. Huh. He had a really cool gym, actually. I like that like art gallery thing he had going on. Oh, I remember the... For some reason, I remember the one in the second games more with like the webs. The, the web? I... I I thought the web was the first one. The art gallery was the second oh, one. You might be right. I always fuck that up. I've played more of one. Or I've played one more often. i played one more often is what I meant. I played... I, I, I mean, I played two more often because I spent just like an unreal amount of time with two because like that was like... It's good. You know, I... It's... Two... Black and white two is probably... Maybe the, the best Pokemon. Pokemon? I mean, look, you know me, you know that Gen 5 is the best generation Pokemon, inarguably, in my humble onion. <laughs> um, I would say Pokemon probably peaked with either Black 2, White 2, or Platinum. Um, right, I mean, like, I, I, I wouldn't say I'm kidding. because it's still I'm like... I'm like half kidding. I love the new right. games. Are you kidding me? I love Sword and Shield. I The only games I don't particularly love which is funny because i love platinum but i kind of don't like pearl and diamond mm, that's no that's true because no yeah platinum picks a lot platinum like platinum was one of the so really much. really good third versions that like really changed for me. okay no i just checked the honeycombs were in one and the art gallery was in two um oh wait the art gallery is different than the honeycombs they're both art galleries. Oh yeah, um, I guess so, they so are. So in one, it's like the honeycomb where you walk through like the blobby walls of honey. Yeah. Um, in two, it's like that big white room that has like all the cocoon, like the spiders yeah, everywhere, I and like you finish in that really pretty rainbow room. I remember the cocoons more, even though I've played, even though I've nuzlocked one, two, right. three times. Oh god, I've never nuzlocked a Pokemon game, and I never will because that's not fun for me, and it hurts. Um. <laughs> anyway, this tangent has gone on for long I enough. I love Pokemon. I love Pokemon too. I need to start building my team for Matt. I started earlier, but battles are so much longer this season now that they're like best of one, yep. but it's also a full set of six in its singles. Yup. Imagine a battle taking longer than eight turns. Um, 56 turns? Uh, What, like 87 turns? Anyway, look, if that happens again, I'm going to die. But, okay, Morg, what's your, <laughs> I didn't forget to ask you this. What's your robot of the week? This isn't put being put in in post or anything. Um, I actually didn't, even though I had mentioned it, I actually don't know if I came up with one. Um, Remember, a robot is, a li- a robot is literally anything you want it to be. 
I'm gonna say, since we were talking about Sonic, uh, Scratch the Robot from um, the Adventures of Sonic the Hedgehog anime series. He's a chicken. Um, He's kind of a dumbass, but I like him. Um, (laughs) He's relatable. He's very good. And um, yeah, him him and Grounder. I feel like I can't, even though it's two robots, I feel like I can't mention Scratch without Grounder. They're a unit. They're a pair. They're a pair. They're in love. No. Um, <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yeah. And they're both silly and it's fun. So there cool. you go. Great. Morg. Internet. Where? You can find me on Twitter at Haunting the Morg. That's Haunting the M O R G. And there you'll find pin tweet to my other podcast. Well, this one and my other podcast. Um, the Sonic Shuffle, that's Shuffle Sonic on Twitter. That is where I learn about Sonic lore from um, Dan, aka Mikey Dawson. And yeah, he just like tells me stuff. Although lately we've been doing the shows because it's like mm-hmm. randomly. Right, yeah, you're doing the latest one you did with Sonic X, wasn't it? Yeah, so I will watch those. It's just I don't necessarily want to like read all of the comics. And he was like, started the show being like, I will teach you about it if you don't. Right. And I'm like, hell yeah, dude. Yeah. <laughs> he, he, he is the sensei. Yeah, for sure. Um, well, you can find me on Twitter at MaxiBajillion, and you can also find my other podcast, Pod of Greed, at twitter.com slash pot of greed cast or pot of it's a show about Yu-Gi-Oh! in fact it is the only Yu-Gi-Oh! show sponsored by kaiba corp we are on season five now the show is extremely extremely good i just watched the final episodes of the kaiba corp grand prix arc which means that next up we're doing capsule monsters and i'm in hell and i'm gonna die you're like i love the show i hate this show i love the show and then i realized i have an entire month's worth of episodes to watch that are all in english so god is dead um also, I think by the time this is out, like I, I had mentioned I was on City Girls last time. I j- just recorded a fear baiting episode with Sarah. Yay. So yeah, I'm podcasting all the time for whatever reason. <laughs> oh, I just found a sticker on my bed from putting stickers on my Gundam yesterday that I thought I lost. Cool. <laughs> Wow, cool. Um, shout out to noisepace.xyz, where you can find the aforementioned Fear Baiting and City Girls Make Do and a lot of other podcasts that all of our friends do because it's 2020. It's Year of the Podcasts. Year of the Podcasts. Everything else is crashing, but podcasts are rising. This will heal America. <laughs> Talking about Gundam will heal America. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, that's about it. Morg, you want to kick us off? War is bad. Wow, cool robot. <laughs>